what is up everybody welcome to another episode of movies with wrestlers i am eric this week connor and i are talking about the john cena flick bumblebee who's ready to bumble i know i am uh we'll get into the movie i wanted to talk a little bit about how i got into podcasting it's not wrestling or movie related but about eight or so years ago i heard connor listening to a podcast called montucky skies i used to live with connor if you didn't know that um and i heard it and he had been listening to it because his brother zach was on the show and that's how i got introduced to the not safe for network um i heard that show i heard uh we had a good life i think those were some of the only shows they had i think box office battle maybe or real roulette at the time not sure anyway i started delving into all their shows and i decided i wanted to try my hand at podcasting i want to be a part of that world and that's how we got here today um connor and i started a podcast called shooting the show we actually called it shooting the shit show but because there was an expletive in the title made it very hard to get it cleared through various channels and it was just a giant headache so we changed it to shooting the show and we did about 25 episodes and gotta be honest looking back on it not my best work but hey we were young i was like 21 i think at the time so it was what it was but that's how i got into podcasting so long story long When I started Movies with Wrestlers, I made it one of my paramount goals just to do more episodes of this show than I did of that show, because I was always kind of bummed that we only ran for 25 episodes and just sort of inconsistent, which, I mean, look, (laughs) I'm working on it, but at least I'm still going. I haven't quit yet. So the reason I'm telling you this is because this episode is episode 26 of Movies with Wrestlers, which means I finally have done more episodes of Movies with Wrestlers than I have of shooting the show. And to me, it's crazy that there's 50 plus hours of me just talking on the internet that anybody can go and listen to. It's wild. It just with the world I grew up in, the internet wasn't what it was back then as it is today. It was around, but it wasn't like it is now. So I thought it was a cool goal. I wanted to share it with you all. So I'm going to quit rambling. Here's the episode, Bumblebee. A lot of Smith songs. Yeah. Smiths haven't aged well, have they? I mean, musically they have. Lyrically, they have not. Oh, yeah, no. Not really. I don't know. They're fine. I was always more into the cure. I'm a tourist in What's both. What's the movie? You're a tourist in both? Yeah, I'm, I never got really into either of them, but oh, they're fine. Can deal with it. Bumblebee's the movie. Bumblebee is the movie. I was ready to I was ready to bumble, dude. Dude, I couldn't I couldn't stop thinking of Bumblebee puns while I was watching the movie. <laughs> I could, I, that's the I only didn't. one I remember. Ready to Bumble is the only one I remember, but Let's they were like... Let's get ready to bumble. They, they were just appearing in my brain while I was watching it. <laughs> I didn't really think much of anything for most of this movie. I no, same. My, I, I found my one, mind wandering. 
I have one page of notes, and they're not like great notes. A couple of lines that I liked, but normally I end up with like two, two and a half. Um, even on like not great movies, like I'm pretty sure I had two and a half pages of notes for Legendary. Yeah, <laughs> and that sometimes was it's movie. easier to take notes on bad movies. Yeah, because there's yeah, true enough. But uh, yeah, this was like. Let me just, it's a its a Transformers movie, so let me start by asking you, how, were you a fan of the Transformers? No. Never? Like, not even when they first came out? <laughs> no, I didn't. When, when I had no relationship with them as a child. Um, I saw, I think, the second Shia LaBeouf one in theaters, um, and I had seen the first one before that, and that is the extent of my, my uh, time with Transformers. I don't have really any feelings about it in either direction yeah i so at my school when the first transformers came out it was the hottest shit around dude it was huge and so yeah and so i and i liked it i liked the the first one and the second one i think i was in i was in high school i think when the second one came out i think i was in middle school when the first one came out yeah that sounds right but i saw the second one in theaters like twice, maybe three times. Unfortunately, I fell asleep during one of those viewings. I see the the time that I saw it was the like the midnight showing, and I definitely fell asleep. Yeah, and I actually I think I saw the third one in theaters too. It was like one of the last movies I went to before I moved to Bozeman. Missed that Hell in a Cinemark dog. Yeah, man, it's gonna be so good to go to a movie again. Yeah, I can't wait. They were doing them in Bozeman for like a hot minute, and then they got shut down again. They're doing I them in Livingston. Are they? Yeah. I know some places are. It got shut down in Bozeman and in Helena because Regal and Cinemark are shut down nationwide. But if there's like a oh, locally okay. owned theater, they're, most of those are going. I gotcha. I'm not going yeah. to them, but. No, I I would be nervous too, but I'm excited to go once we can. Yeah. So yeah, I was into the Transformer like the Shia LaBeouf movies when, when I was growing up, when I was, when I should have been into them because those movies were made for like my demographic at the time. Yeah. I liked them fine. I just didn't uh, carry them with me, you know? No. And we were talking about movies being too long, man. Transformers movies are too long. It's like, like it's too much. It's like 20 full minutes of blurry action scenes too much. <laughs> yeah. And I remember when you and I lived together, we rented the uh, the Mark Wahlberg one, and I don't think we finished it. I think we watched like an hour, we watched maybe the an first, hour and a half of I it. I think two and a half hours of it, and there was still an hour to go. No, uh, yeah, that's what I. It was like ridiculously long, like way too long. Yeah, and not nearly as good as the first, as like the first Transformers movie or this one. I think. I think this one. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, same. I was glad about how much shorter it was than I was expecting because I was expecting a, a two and a half, three hour movie because that was my last experience with a Transformers movie. But it was actually like two hours long, probably like an hour 50, hour 55 with the credits cut out. Still pretty long though. <laughs> like I think they probably could have trimmed some, trimmed some story. It felt pretty trimmed to begin with, honestly. It, there was weird. a lot less fat than that than I thought there was going to be for sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because there wasn't like a major major star in this one. No offense to John Cena. No offense to John Cena or Haley Steinfeld. Or uh, yeah, 
just but, like you, you're used to Mark Wahlberg or like somebody huge in a role that's a, like a Transformers. This felt like, as far as Transformers movies go, this felt like the weird cousin that doesn't get invited to like the parties and stuff. This is what that felt like. Yeah. Yeah. It has like a little bit more to offer, but it's like a little less willing to offer it. Yeah. And I'm also curious because like we don't need origin stories for any of the characters in, in Transformers, I don't think. But like if you were to choose one of the Autobots to do an origin story on, wouldn't you choose Optimus Prime? Because he's like the the guy. <laughs> it, it does seem like that would be the way to go. Would But I do think that's why this was a good choice for it. Because it's like... Yeah. Optimus Prime is a little obvious it would be the other side of that coin, you know? True. But like I look at these movies as like not caring about that for the sake of making money. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like yes, Optimus Prime is obvious, but it's also the obvious money maker. It's also like, like you can get a three year old to know who Optimus Prime is. Yeah, let me ask you this. If if the if there wasn't a Bumblebee movie and they had made an Optimus Prime movie, would you have wanted to see that more than a bumblebee movie um just as somebody who wasn't into transformers i think it would be about equal i don't think that i would care about a an origin story movie um if told about it cold you know like i don't think yeah i mean just going off of bumblebee i didn't really care to when it came out i was like that's you enjoy it, but I'm yeah. not going to spend my time on it. And I think th- when you said that about Optimus Prime, that was the same feeling I had. Where I was like, that's probably going to be fine, but <laughs> not for me. Yeah. But if you had to, let's say you had to pitch one, which one are you pitching? Uh, I mean, so, I mean, I think it that goes back to that same kind of philosophical choice <laughs> that you have to make. Where it's like, are we pitching this for money or because we want it to be like, a good story and to fill out the world in a little bit less obvious way and like things like that. I would probably pitch Bumblebee of the two, but if we're supposed to go for money, I mean like there's already a lot of um, Optimus Prime merchandise out there, for instance, like the certainly the uh, level of awareness is already a lot greater. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all. That's the point. I, I really don't care either way either, but like I was surprised that they, they went Bumblebee and not like, a cool transformer. Shots fired. But <laughs> the other, the argument I think for Bumblebee financially and that kind of mainstream is the soundtrack. Like because he speaks through the radio, you now get to oh, license true. all of these beloved songs. We'll say. Yeah. True. True enough. True enough. I I think I would like the Bumblebee movie better, for what that's worth, than an Optimus Prime movie. Because my yeah. level of caring is about the same as yours. Like I don't one way or another if john cena wasn't in this movie probably wouldn't have watched it (laughs) yeah i I, except for this podcast i probably wasn't going to watch it ever same so the movie starts with the the attack on cybertron which is the transformers planet and there's a there's a point because they're like fighting the decepticons and the autobots are fighting there's a point where one of like the decepticon lieutenants i don't know what their ranks are like (laughs) 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 um says attack and it sounds like super auto-tuny did you notice that it was almost i because when when the autobots talk they or at least optimus prime like they speak very clearly and the decepticon it sounded like 
It sounded like an auto tune like he was kind of singing. It was like, attack. It was like that, kind of. <laughs> Just something I noticed. Uh, he took a bumble beating, dude. <laughs> dude, they kicked the shit out of him. They really did. They... He that we that's how it, and he it just like he keeps taking bumble yeah, beans through yeah, the whole he movie. Does. The number of times he was shot with a harpoon through the chest. I think Bumblebee is more relatable than Optimus Prime. I think that's yeah. Like he he's a lot. He's cuter. an underdog. He's definitely like not as tall as the other the other Transformers. He's not threatening. No, he's sweet. He's like he's the cutest dog. of the Transformers for sure. He's got those big blue eyes. His ears go back and everything. <laughs> Yeah, he takes a bumblebeaten. Um, we find out how he lost his voice. One of the, the Decepticons ripped it out, which is pretty brutal. Let me ask you this. When they get stabbed and when mm-hmm. they get like punched and stuff, it seems like the Transformers are feeling pain, right? But it's my understanding that Transformers aren't organic beings and therefore wouldn't have synapses and, and nerves in, in which to feel pain. Mm-hmm. How do you explain that? Memory cells, pain sensors. Memory cells, pain sensors. But why would you even install those if that's like considered a weakness in a species? Were they installed? My impression is that it's just a, like a, <coughs> uh, a a robot planet. So that is to say like they're just born with robot parts. Right, but if they're born, then let me ask you this. Okay. Mama, papa, how are, trans- how are Transformers babies made? <laughs> I mean, like, that, is there uh, that is something I'm interested in knowing the answer to myself because I think do, it. Who do we call to find out? Based on the answer, there either are or aren't a lot of inconsistencies in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's one thing I couldn't tell was like, does is this reality or does this just make sense in the Transformers universe? Because oh, I definitely missed a couple of movies here and there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Even this it's is sort of a prequel, but. Yeah, but that what I'm interested in is things like that. Where like, are they installing memory cells or maybe pain sensors or whatever, or are they just like born with the sensors and everything that they have? Like, I wish I knew. Do they? I yeah, I know. Do they like? Do they assemble their children or do they right bear their children? How how do they choose what kind of car or helicopter they're gonna be? Like, is that a sign to them or like, is that a, like a career that you aspire to is I'm going to be a fire truck when I get, when I transform, maybe they can't transform till they reach a certain age. Oh. Maybe that's like transformers puberty. Oh, that's interesting. There's like a, a rite of passage ceremony around 13 to 15. Yeah. And they make a decision for the rest of their lives or not. Cause apparently you can change bumblebee. That's just what scans I was going to say and is it seems to be like a matter of convenience or circumstance. Yeah. I got so many questions. Yeah, and they don't give you a lot of answers either. They don't. Um, Cena fit in in a uh, robot movie, didn't he? He really seemed to feel really comfortable in a All movie about robots, didn't for he? For Cena to appear human and funny and charming was to be acting against a bunch of imaginary robots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it. It's not. It. It's kind of helping my theory. It really is. He's a little a, bit because like. Okay, so it starts with him doing the most human stuff of the movie, and then he slowly gets more and more robotic throughout the movie. Right. My first note has to do with him, with the malfunctioning trigger bit, which is his closest approximation to The Rock, like, funny, bully, but you like it because he's smiling humor, you know? Yeah. And then from there, it's like, I saw that, I was like, Cena's going to be, like, really fun and, like, 
probably the funniest part of this movie. And then he just gets, I don't know, he's just, he's a, he, he becomes a robot by the end. World's already been saved, yeah. kid. I couldn't tell if he was the bad guy or or not. He really like he was the bad guy. It was very WWE in that he there were multiple <laughs> face and heel turns. Uh, he makes he makes a face turn at the very end. Mm. All he has to do is say thank you too. Yep, and so he did a salute too. Oh, that yeah. was my favorite part. God, he, he did loves a John Cena salute. Cena loves Dude, saluting. If, if he gets a chance, he's not going to pass up an opportunity to salute. No, you think he won't salute you? you I think don't. he won't salute you. Try him. He's just waiting to salute you. He's ready. He's looking for his moment. He'll salute you when you least expect it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're introduced to the protagonist. Can't remember her name in the movie. Charlie. Charlie, that's right. Haley Steinfeld. She uh, goes to eat breakfast and she's eating Mr. T cereal. Did you notice <laughs> that? <laughs> Is that real? I don't know. I I meant to look it up, but I never checked. Hmm. Like that, I I wouldn't. I I would I would buy it, if. And I would you buy told it. Me. Oh, and I would definitely buy it. Yeah, that was weird. Some of these notes, it's hard to decipher. I just wrote, "If y'all can fly, why you driving?" I think that was when <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> the Decepticons. <laughs> yeah, the Decepticons came looking for Bumblebee, and they got his uh, coordinates, and they like take off in their cars. But, like, they can fly, and it's much quicker to fly. I had a similar thought towards the end of the movie when they're, like, leaving the warehouse, and they turn from robots to cars, they drive out of the warehouse, they use the road as a runway and turn into planes maybe a block away. Like... What? Just so they have the, the warehouse as a plane. Yeah. What? Uh, just saying. There I was literally a take us to your leader moment. They said the words yeah, take there us was. to your leader. Yeah, they did. It was awesome. Bobby Hill was uh, Charlie's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Pam Adlon. Yeah. I had to look up to see if that was her too because she looked different than the last time I saw her. But the last time I saw her was on an episode of Star Trek when she was young. <laughs> Not that she's old now, but like when she was like really young. Which Star Trek? Um, Next Generation. I think it was like season two. It was an episode. She plays an alien. Really? So she's wearing a bunch of makeup. But you can Trek, tell by the voice. An alien? Yeah. And it was back when she was uh, Pamela Seagal. Yeah. Like she was when she was married to Steven Seagal? Was she married to Steven Seagal? I, I don't know. Maybe. Should I ask her? Yeah, okay. I'll call <laughs> her after this. Yeah, and you should also ask her how Transformers work because I'm very intrigued. But no, I Where only knew that because... Where did Transformers come from? <laughs> I only knew that because um, in the King of the Hill credits, she's Pamela Seagal Adlon. Right. So she she wasn't married. That must be her maiden name. And then she got married and then she dropped the Seagal. Oh, shoot. My wife's here. Who that? My wife's here. Babo. Hello. Hi. Hello. How you doing? She's about to pop, dude. Can you see it? Ooh. Ooh, it's baby time. It's just about baby time. Hell yeah. How long is it looking like it's going to be? A couple weeks probably, I think. Maybe. I just realized she can't hear you because I'm wearing headphones. Yeah, I was worried that might be the case. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple weeks. He said hi. Hi. Miss you. <laughs> Miss you too. He misses you too. You better. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the only way I knew it was her because in the credits it was uh, Pamela Seagal. But Bobby Hill, they did have raspberry. Heck yeah. Oh shit, if we're popping cans. Oh snap, what you drinking on? 
Just a just a classic. Dr. Pepper. Classic American Dr. I got Pepper. One of those, I got one of those ZVTs. Let's cheers about it, huh? Hell yeah. I don't like it when anyone says hell yeah when I'm drinking. Because if they do, I have to pour it all over myself. <laughs> yeah. Everybody does. Dude, did I tell you if Kimmy has to be induced, if she has to go past her uh, 40 weeks or whatever, the day she's going to be induced is 316? Yes. Oh, yes. Wouldn't dude. that be tight? I told her she had to keep it in. She had to keep the baby in. <laughs> we go on full term. You can hold it. <laughs> We're almost to town. <laughs> no. She can have a baby whenever she wants. At a certain point, they encounter the military, I guess. They're probably military. It's not It's not really clear. <laughs> it's a vague government entity. Yeah. It, and Cena encounter the, the two Decepticons that came to retrieve Bumblebee. And they have like a, a scientist guy on their side. And he's like, the goal should be to talk to them. And then Cena's like, I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> Just thought it was fun, funny. Bumblebee doesn't like Morrissey. It's one of my one of he my. He doesn't. Notes. He spits the tape out. Yeah, he, does. <laughs> he did the same for uh, a couple of them. Can't remember the other one. Rick Astley was one. Yeah, Rick Astley. Not gonna Rick roll Bumblebee. That's for sure. <laughs> he won't have it. Another scene of line that made me laugh was when they're talking, like he and Glenn Turman, who was playing like the head of the military or whatever his title was. Um, they're like yeah. talking with Dr. Powell about what they should do with the Decepticons. And Cena says, their name is Decepticons. That doesn't set up, set off any red flags. Yeah, that was, that was the next, my next note. They literally call themselves Decepticons. <laughs> Pretty good point. I wrote down, sir, yes, sir, for, and spare parts for some reason, but I can't remember why now. <laughs> so Glenn Turman, I, I remember why they're talking. It's when. Um, the Decepticons are getting all the information from their satellites and everything they're plugging into their system. And Cena's like, sir, I don't know what the plan is. They have all of our satellites, all of our comms. They know everything about us, basically. And Glenn Turman's like, yeah, but they also just gave us a way to track all of them. And Cena smiles a little bit. He, like, gets the plan. <coughs> and Glenn Turman says, as soon as they're done, I want you to find all of them and turn them turn them into spare parts. And Cena just says, sir, yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's exactly why. He loves a, a sir sandwich, too. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, sir sandwich, yes, meat. <laughs> At one point, they tell Bumblebee to hide, and he flips a, a car over and, like, crouches behind it. I thought that was <laughs> Very <funny>. cute. <laughs> I also like that scene because he, like, it was very much like a little kid kind of learning where the boundaries are, like, he smashes a bunch of eggs on top of the car and smears them around and he looks back at Charlie and Memo and he's like, yeah, this is funny, right? This is good. And they're like, yeah, this is hilarious. And then he starts stomping on the car and they're like, no, no. They were, they were um, egging and toilet paper in that one girl's house that's just like unnecessarily That's the meanest shit the you could ever say to somebody. Yeah, for no reason really. Really, really unprovoked. I wrote down Cena just helping the bad guys. Not sure what that means, but I know he did help the bad guys at one point. Yeah, I don't recall that one. <laughs> I don't I don't I can't explain the circumstances of that one. Dude, I thought I would remember more. I watched this movie like two hours ago. So there were only two references. I guess there were three. Probably three references to her being a diver, right? Yes. Why? Why did that have to be part of it, too? I don't know. The only reason I, I would think that it 
would make sense is that scene where she's like being like provoked to jump off the cliff. Exactly. Like this is where your diving expertise. I guess at the end that's when exactly, she like so that's dove, what I was going to say. It all has to be just to set up that she wouldn't be scared to jump off this thing, but also like she should be scared of the entire situation. So like we can suspend our disbelief for her jumping off a tall thing into the ocean. Yeah, that's easy enough to explain away. I don't I don't see I I guess the dad thing because that was the last that that swim meet or dive meet or whatever they call them was the last time she saw her dad. I but they showed that Polaroid of her and her dad enough times that I think we would get the point from that. <laughs> right? Cuz it yeah. was like at least 20 shots of the movie was just them zooming in on that Polaroid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't make any sense. I mean, it made sense to me. It was just like, why? What's the Yeah. You didn't need this and it's 2 hours long. Yeah. Well, the whole th- the whole thing culminates in a big battle. I just really don't understand the story of the movie, I don't think, because I can't I I I probably understood it while I was watching it, but like I seriously watched it 2 hours ago and I can't remember really what it's about. <laughs> Dude, that is my big problem. I think that's why I don't I've never connected with any Transformers movies. Or even, like, why I never got... uh, I mean, I had my period with the Marvel movies, but why I never, like, felt really connected with them is that, like, by the time I'm done watching them, I can't tell you what happened. I can tell you, like, the specific moments that made me laugh or things like that, but other than that, I'm like, I don't know. It was an action movie. Imagine an action movie. Yeah, I would say the same, but watching them back-to-back like I have been... I definitely have more of a connection and more of an understanding of the overall story that they're trying to tell. When I had first started watching them, I was watching them as they were coming out, which is like one or two years apart. So it's hard to like retain all that information and not have to rewatch those movies all over again. But I've been watching them back to back now. And like we watched Infinity War last night and I had never seen it. And it was like fucking crazy. Infinity War was great. Yeah, and I, I actually don't feel that way about all of the Marvel movies. One one of them that I really felt that way was Doctor Strange, where I'm like, this is really good, yeah. and clearly it's spectacularly made, but I don't, yeah. I can't tell you a single thing that happened in that movie. I just know it was awesome to look at. Yeah, it was great to look at. It was a trip, like, watching some of those scenes. I really liked that one. Yeah. I, like, the... The way that they tied in that universe with the rest of the the Marvel universe was was pretty cool. But I was going in blind, too. Like, I had no idea who Doctor Strange was or Black Panther. I loved Black Panther, too. That one was fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that one I saw in theaters. I love that one. This latest phase, the or phase three, was has been pretty good so far. We're going to probably finish it today. I think we're going to watch the last two movies tonight what are the last two um we got captain marvel and endgame for those are both phase. pretty pretty freaking good captain marvel is yeah. has like a similar kind of um fluidity to doctor strange yeah yeah i think because that one's set um it's kind of like captain america the first captain america where it's like set way back in the day right yeah or am i wrong yeah i think it's like kind of set in two time periods at once if i'm not mistaken Okay. I'm forgetting. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I forgot how good Batista was. Oh, he's so funny. In, in all those movies, he's hilarious. Yeah. So we'll do some of those movies eventually. Oh, man. I hadn't even con- thought of that. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm excited. Something's happening to Bumblebee, and th- this was one of the better lines of the movie. 
not better, but like just as far as like cliche lines go, um, Cena's like ripping Bumblebee apart. That was one of my notes. Cena going to rip Bumblebee apart and then he starts doing it. (laughs) And I think it was, uh, Charlie that said he's more human than you'll ever be (laughs) to him. You don't know me kid. I mean, she's not wrong. In some ways, did she's notice, very much wrong, though. Did you notice Cena's Cena's eyes flicker a little bit when she said that? She's on to me. <laughs> Bumblebee ends up turning a corner on the Smiths. He does. Because he likes them at the end. In a crucial moment. Yeah. <laughs> God, what was this note? What was it? Oh, it was when Bumblebee was fighting one of the other Decepticons. They were, like, wrestling around. And I wrote down, B was about to lock in the STFU because it looked like he was about <laughs> to put him in the... The STFU. Which Do you think Cena did the motion was, capture for that? I was going to say, yeah, Cena did that move. I don't know what they called it after they stopped calling things the FU. The STF is what they called it. Yeah, that's right. They just dropped the U. Because that's what it was. That's, Step that over was the toe lock foothold, I think. Yeah, because he used to call it the STFU because he had the FU. Cena turns heel or turns face at the end and becomes a good guy. He turns face for the third time. Yeah. And that's when he does the salute. I like the Decepticons that, um, get defeated. Bumblebee threw up the fist too instead of saluting. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, is, is that what they do? You think do? he did that cuz Transformers? Of the, I I couldn't tell if that's what they do or if he was just doing the uh Breakfast Club thing. Oh. Which I was disappointed cuz the last scene of the movie he like leaves Charlie and he like scans a Corvette and turns into a Corvette to change his appearance because he was a, a bug, a beetle bug. He turns for, into like, a Camaro. Or, sorry, a Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they start playing that song, and he's driving away, and I was just waiting for, like, a little robot arm to come up out of the car and do the the fist pump. But it didn't happen. They missed a golden opportunity that they set up for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's disappointing. I didn't even, yeah. I didn't even put that together. I... Yeah, I wanted it to happen and it didn't, but they failed on a lot of levels in this movie. I didn't think it was a great movie. What did you think? Okay, so there are two more notes that I want to say, and they're just lines, so we I can just get them out and then we can talk about yeah, do it. what we thought about them. The first one was Cena approaching the warehouse when they have like found where Bumblebee's at, you know? Uh-huh. And he's walking up with this like fleet of dudes behind him, and he's just like, there's a door in my way. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> what did they do? Did he they says just there's a up? door in my way, and then they just mount a bunch of explosives to the door. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> there's a door in and my way. And then the other one was after Bumblebee is like destroying Charlie's house and or has destroyed Charlie's house and um fucking Bobby Hill and Ron are cleaning up the house. Ron is going around like, where's the crazy glue? Like he's going to fix shit with crazy glue. Yeah. And then he like, he crosses the room and he's like, real to real still working. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. Just very real to real. I couldn't, I couldn't tell what he was saying. I thought I liked Ron. I thought he was, he was fun. Yeah, he was fun. Everybody's known a Ron in their life. Oh yeah. Just an oblivious stepdad. who's like, you should smile more. Yeah, that was, that was super cool. Thanks Ron. She's like, She's like so excited because it's her birthday and just maybe her parents got her a car and she ended up getting a helmet for her moped and a a book about how she should smile more. People who smile more have more friends. So, you know what I thought was weird? Hmm. Um, So she seems to listen to like 80s pop music, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Smiths and and all those like popular bands. But she gloomy synth rock. Gloomy synth rock, but she's also into uh, Motorhead because she's wearing a Motorhead tank top at one point. Yeah. 
She's 18. She's figuring out what she's into, you know? Fair enough. Who am I to pigeonhole her? <laughs> so what did you think overall? See, I didn't I didn't hate watching this movie, but I don't think I liked it. That's where I'm at, too. It's like, this is fine, and I will never put it on again. Yeah. <laughs> what I think... I think what I'm finding, though, because I think I started this podcast saying I was pleasantly surprised. I think I've probably said I'm pleasantly surprised about every movie we've watched so far. And I think what I'm learning about myself is that I don't really have any taste. (laughs) That's not a bad thing. No, I think it's great. I think it's freeing. Yeah. You enjoy more things that way. Yeah. I think having a taste, if you want to call it that, is just figuring out why you don't like something that i mean that's all i do all day and the harder you have to figure like the harder it is to figure out why you don't like it the better it is it's pretty easy with like movies like this because there's like obvious things that i don't like about it the main thing being the story because there just wasn't really one no there was just enough of one to get it to the next action scene yeah, like the conflict's not like super grave. At least in the other Transformers movies, it's like, oh, these these robots are going to destroy the Earth, and and these other robots have to stop them before they do it. This one's just like, this robot's hiding. These robots got to find him, and if they find him, they're going to kill him. Which, at this point, like, yes, the other movies are out, and I'm sure people have some sort of emotional connection with fucking Bumblebee, <laughs> but and if they don't, they sure. They made him, they tried actively to make him adorable enough that you're like, you don't want him to die. Right, yeah. But we know that Bumblebee's going to be okay in the end because this is a prequel. We know he doesn't die. We know that they're going to be defeated, so it just sort of defeats the purpose of having a prequel, I guess. That's kind of the difficult thing about an origin story for a, a thing like this, where it's like you have to, there have to be stakes while also people know that they can't die because they've seen them in a thing that happens later. I want to know what happens to Bumblebee after after he's done fighting all of his Earth Wars. Yeah, dude, where's he go? Like, when he turns into the Camaro and he rips off, what does he do? Yeah, because I think at, I want to say at the end of the last Transformers, him and Shia LaBeouf parted ways. I don't know if he was in the newer ones. Did I say LaBeouf? I meant LaBeouf. No, you meant LaBeouf. I did. <laughs> but I think they part ways. So, like, where does he go now? His whole life has just been hiding and fighting lord he was born a rambling man (laughs) what's up against this one pain and gain pain and gain i think i mean it's gonna be a close one i think i think i'm gonna probably like pain and gain more and i i will figure it out what that says about me afterward yeah i have a feeling you're right but we'll see it's two to one right now man this is two to two it's gonna be a a barn burner sure is dude it's two to one rock right it's two to one Cena. Cena's up two to one. Yeah, Cena won uh, playing with fire, and he won with not legendary, but the other one. Blockers. Blockers. It's nice to see you, Connor. You hey, too. Real quick, what did you think of the little bit that you saw of Bumblebee? Um, it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you loved it. For the most part, I mean, you can only do so much with the little mask running around. That's true. You were baby wrangling. But I thought it was pretty good. It reminded me of uh, Avengers, if I'm being real honest with you. It's because there was space in it. Yeah. Giant fighting things. Giant. Stuff blowing up. Largely computer-generated action scenes. Well, I thought it was pretty good. It was all right. All right, see it. I thought John Cena was funny. She thought John Cena was funny. He was pretty funny in it. He, He, like, he had 
He he did kind of twitch a lot. <laughs> a lot of small face motions. <laughs> All right. See you, Babo. See you. She couldn't hear me, but yeah. you can tell her. I will. I'll tell her that you said goodbye. Forever. And then I, I just, just see what, what she does. Jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge or wherever. I wasn't paying attention to whatever Charlie jumped off of in, at the end of this movie. I it assumed was it was the Golden Gate Bridge tall. because of action movies. She didn't jump. She dived. She dove. She dove. She dove. She dove. <laughs> no, she dived. No. <laughs> no, she dave. <laughs> she dave. That, yeah. Yeah, I got nothing else to say about it, really. Yeah. Quick little. See how The Rock does. It seems like the shorter or the longer the movie, the shorter the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell if it's that or if I'm, we're just dialing it in a little bit more. Perhaps. I don't have but a lot to yeah, say about this movie, though. I really don't. My I, notes I was stopped after there's a door in my way. All right. There it is. Bumblebee. Yeah, I, it was fine, I guess. I don't remember it super well um, being five or six months removed from watching it, but I remember at the time it was like, okay, this is a fine way to pass the afternoon. And then after the movie was done, I was like, oh, man, what am I going to talk about? You might notice it's a shorter episode. Um, just just not a lot to pick apart. It is what it is. Um, it's kind of like the movie it's going up against, you know. But we'll talk about that next week. I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank the Not Safe for Network for giving me an outlet to uh, share my thoughts on films that star professional wrestlers. You should check out, if you haven't yet, the other shows that are on the network. There's uh, A Cosmic Void, which I was on last week, talking about my other great love, Star Trek. Go check that out if you haven't. All the episodes are pretty dynamite. Connor was on uh, an episode they did about the movie... uh, 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 Fucking... Whiplash. (laughs) He was on uh, the, the Whiplash episode. So check it out. Um, there's also Not Safe for Network. It's the titular show. I like that word. Um, they talk about all kinds of stuff, but mostly the the latest news in pop culture, and it's also a really fun listen. Uh, those guys are good at what they do. I want to thank uh, Panther Car. Oh, I should also mention, if you haven't yet, there's a an entire back catalog of shows that have been on the Not Safe for Network that you should check out. Um, we had a good life. One of my favorite podcasts, if not my favorite of all time. Um, there's Montucky skies. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, you could, you could go listen to shooting the show. I don't recommend it. Please don't listen to my mistakes. I was young. Um, there's other great shows though. I've been catching up on in syndication. That one's really fun. If you love TV and TV history and I sure fucking do. Um, but yeah, lots of good shows. Uh, go check it out right now. Go look and subscribe and rate and review. And it, it doesn't matter now for the dead shows, but definitely check out the, the other ones that are still going. I want to thank Panther car for doing the intro outro music. It's called non peril and it's on their album. Pomegranate. Wait until a Bandcamp Friday. I think they're still doing it. It's the first Friday of each month. Bandcamp waves its revenue share and all of the proceeds. Anything you buy goes straight to the artist and it's really fucking cool so wait till Bandcamp friday go search for panther car on Bandcamp, buy their record buy all their shit all of it's good trust me and uh you know just enjoy your life 
I want to thank Connor for uh, coming on this season and getting the band back together. Um, it's cool talking to him about movies, wrestlers, or really anything. We just we uh, we, we we got good chemistry, me and that guy. So thank you, Connor, for coming on and talking about Bumblebee. I don't know why I say it that way, but I I do. I I I always do. Um, uh, that's it. That's no wait. I gotta plug my shit. Gotta get my shit in, brother. Uh, I'm in a band called Cheria. If you're wondering how to spell that, you take the word chair, you take the word area, and you just squish it together until some letters disappear. It's C H A I R E A. We're on Bandcamp. We're on Spotify. Um, we got lots of stuff for you to check out. Hopefully, uh, something new soon. And I'm also in another band. It's called Anaconda Vice. That's my wrestling band. All of the songs are about pro wrestling. Um, we got stuff on Bandcamp and Spotify and are also working on new shit. So actually, now that shows are popping up again, we got our first post-pandemic show on the books. We're going to play it at Dry Fest in Billings, Montana on August 27th, I believe. I will get exact dates and times out at some point. But follow us on the social medias. We're on there. And uh, you can get your updates there if you don't hear them here. Uh, it's fun. It, we, we get we go full gimmick uh, for the live show. So come check it out. At the very least, you'll get to see me dressed up like a wrestler. Check it out. Uh, I'm going to quit talking now. I should stop. This has gone long enough. I'll see you in two weeks when Connor and I talk about pain and gain. Or pain and gain. Okay, bye. Subscribe to all the podcasts on our network. Season 3 of Movies with Wrestlers has Eric and Connor answering the question on everyone's mind. Who's better, The Rock or John Cena? Every week, a cosmic void has Jeremiah and Biggs deconstructing influential movies. Not Safe for Network examines the zeitgeist through rabbit holes, deep dives, interviews, and pop culture battles weekly. And if you need some classic TV talk, catch up on the previous three seasons of In Syndication.